Gamerheads Podcast is part of the Little Fellow Media Podcast Network, sponsored by podcast host Budsprout, the easiest podcasting software for hosting, promoting, and tracking your podcast. And welcome to another episode of Gamerheads. My name is Roger, aka Rogue Leader76, and with me are my co-host Blue, aka Writer's View, and my co-host Christian. A.K.A. Fulgen. And did you question your name there? <laughs> no, I had to lead up to Mike finishing it off strong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My co-host Mike. A.K.A. Pezman Mike. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I thought well maybe done, you're, everyone. I thought you were going to channel my inner Christian. So. Oh, yeah. I thought Christian was going to go with the X underscore game underscore freak underscore whatever show freak show yeah so welcome to the show uh and welcome listeners from plymouth minnesota home of such notables as blake wheeler an hl hockey player and marion barber the third former nfl running back mm. so yeah i've Thank never you, been listeners i've never been to plymouth but apparently it's one of the uh largest cities in minnesota i think it's like the top five i think i think it's like a suburb of the twin cities but that is not far from me and i could probably go visit there so i should (laughs) (laughs) just add it to the list yeah exactly the rapidly growing list i know like we don't just have a video game backlog list anymore (laughs) now we have places we need to visit backlog yes exactly and welcome, listeners from all over the world, and welcome to our newest members of the hashtag Gamerheads Nation. Woo! Newest member is Miguel, uh, aka at Sergeant Fit Geek, uh, who has supported us on our new Patreon page. And for only one dollar a month, you could also become friend of the show and have your name listed in the show notes, like John at, uh, aka at SMB Flurry. Uh, supporting the Gamerheads podcast not only helps us record with our funder recording and our editing services. Yes, it does cost money to run a podcast, but it also helps us cover topics that matter most to you. And your support will help offset some of the costs for our giveaway prizes, the purchases, uh, purchase price prices of games that we review, and then attending conferences and conventions as well, so that we can bring you the news from those things. So thank you so much for those that did support us and if you like the show please consider becoming a supporter as well and that link will be in the show notes welcome everybody we do have a lot to cover today uh we have some news some batman news because batman's turning 80 so that's pretty cool so got some news there and some news about uh the video game business but first before we get into all that mike you had an icebreaker do you want to bring up this icebreaker I shall. So uh, the icebreaker for this week is, what is your favorite licensed song as used in a video game? So any song by like a band or something you would hear on the radio or if you have it on, uh, you know, well, they don't do CDs anymore, but you know what I mean. (laughs) No, now it's vinyl. New releases come out on vinyl. That's right. I think they're redoing cassettes too. Isn't that like the new thing? Yes. What was, um, I saw, uh, oh, um. An ad for a, a Billie Eilish thing that was being released on cassette. And I was like, does anybody who listens to Billie Eilish, have they even heard of cassettes before? 
Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That answers that. Okay. Like her fans are like 14. That's the joke. Okay. I was like, on, I have no idea even who that is. <laughs> <laughs> what songs would they sing that I know? Yeah, you wouldn't. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe if they're on the radio. Unless you listen to fourteen year old girl music, but I'm pretty sure you don't. Well, if it's on the pop radio, I might hear I might have heard it. Oh, well, it might be on the pop radio radio, but I don't listen to that, so I don't know if it's on there or not. Oh. Uh I don't either. So uh <laughs> Well then why did you say you would recognize it if it <laughs> well, was? <laughs> Well, okay, oh, I don't, uh-oh. but when my, we're driving with my wife, my wife listens to, like, the top, she doesn't like listening to, like, alternative uh, channels like I lis- like listen to, or or old rock, well, she doesn't mind the oldies station, but, not oldies, I guess, I guess, well, it is on the oldies, I guess, classic rock, um, but she she listens to, like, like, the chart music more than I do, so if we're driving the car and she has control of the radio... I tend to listen to whatever she listens to, but mm-hmm. normally I would listen to either Campus Station, which is like alternative music, like college radio, and then I listen to classic rock as well. Typically. Typically. <laughs> Typically. <laughs> uh, so, what's, what, Mike, what is your favorite licensed song used in the game? Um, it's actually, it's a song by Billie Eilish and... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what song? I might know it. What is the song? <laughs> uh, White Wedding. Oh. No, she that's, does that's, not sing No, that that's Billie song. Idol. Yeah. Close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually, I, I gave this one a lot of thought because there were so many that I wanted to pick and I was going back and forth between two different songs. So I'm actually going to call out both of them. Uh, the, the first one, um, is, uh, uh is, um... Cindy Lauper's Goonies Are Good Enough from the Goonies 2 on the NES. Wait, what? Oh, wow. That song's used in that? Well, I mean, the the bit music of it? Yeah, is yeah it's really? an 8 bit version of Goonies Are Good Enough. And oh, it's my awesome. goodness. I love I actually had it for my ringtone for a while. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so I really, really love that song, especially in, in those you know those days where there were only about five or six different songs per game. <laughs> yeah. And hearing that over and over again, it just got it kind of got instilled in your DNA. <laughs> Um, so that was my runner up, but my main one was, uh, back in college, um, we didn't, uh, we didn't have a whole lot, didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, you know, I worked at, uh, at a a Taco Bell, but, uh, that only made me enough to pretty much cover, um, my future wife's expenses. So (laughs) taking her out to dinner and things like that. But, uh, one thing that we could always afford was, uh, delivery from Pizza Hut. Oh, and we uh, ordered uh, this pizza from Pizza Hut, and it came with a PlayStation Underground demo disc. Yeah, <laughs> and of the many games on that demo disc, we only played one game, and that game was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was only one level, um, the uh, the the factory or the the warehouse level, mm-hmm. and it was you could only play for two minutes. And so, so the, the guys on, on our floor, we all had uh, a running, you know, um, scoreboard as who can get the most points in those two minutes. But every time there was only one song that played and that, and that was uh, Superman by Gosh, Goldfinger. That was oh, one of my, yeah. my, that was one of yours. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you got this. <laughs> so that is another one that we played just for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And that song uh, I, I immediately, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to Napster 
and uh, <laughs> I'm getting this song. So uh, <laughs> it's actually it's still on my iPod to this day. So um, that's that's my that's my big pick is uh, is Superman by Goldfinger from Tony Hawk. Yeah, Christian, there was a thing called Napster at one time. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know. Is Napster still a thing? I think it might be, right? But now you have to pay for the service or something, right? <laughs> yeah, the hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> that brought that service down. Yeah. Uh, cool. You know, hey, do you know who you have to thank for those demo discs? Reggie fils Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. That's a good pick, Mike. Good picks. Uh, what about you, Blue? Do you have a favorite licensed song used in a game? Uh, this is really tough because... When you think about the Guitar Hero games, yeah, you automatically have like four zillion <laughs> uh, choices. Yeah, those had so many great songs on there. You know, classic rock songs that you already knew, but also lots of bands that I'd never heard of before. Um, so I've kind of narrowed it down. Let's see, we got Texas Flood, Godzilla, Through the Fire and Flames, Escuela de Calor, Let's Talk More Rock, Freebird, Frankenstein, Cheat on the Church, Psycho Billy, Freak Out. <laughs> I could keep going, but <laughs> the music in these games is really good. That's the takeaway. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I, you know, I was, I was going to say that was my, my pick as well. Like the rock band, uh, versions of that. But yeah, there, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's, there are so many good games, but you know, the sad part is that those games kind of fizzled away, didn't they? That's... They did. I think they were a little ahead of their time. Yeah, I think that if they could have launched now, when DLC is so prevalent, I think <laughs> yeah. that they could have continued to live. Yeah, yeah. I when I was living in the Madison area, uh, one of the uh, restaurants it was called Quaker Steak and Lube. I don't know if you ever guys been to any. Okay. <laughs> Did you say restaurant? Yeah, restaurant. Yes, Quaker. Quaker Steak and Lube restaurant. No, no, no not state oh. steak. Oh, okay. Steak. I thought you said steak. Why are we not confused about the lube part? <laughs> oh no! But so I, yeah. thought you were, I thought you said okay. Go ahead, no, Christian. Have you ever been there before? No, you know what I'm talking. Never. But you know what I'm talking about, though. I don't think so. No, it's on the. It's, <laughs> I know. I can't believe. About. I can't believe you don't know a restaurant that has lube in the tile. <laughs> It's on the west side of Madison. Oh, the west side. Oh, in that case. <laughs> it's actually in Middleton. Christian, have you been to Middleton before? Yeah. I've never heard of this restaurant, though, Roger. I'm sorry. Can't back you up on Continue this with one. your story, Roger. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see where this is going. Uh, every Tuesday night, they used to have rock band nights, so they would bring all the like plastic instruments up there. And instead of like karaoke night, you would play rock bands with your friends. It was kind of cool. Hmm. That would be a Maybe. lot better than karaoke. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that was it was <laughs> it's a place they have the hottest atomic wings. They're called atomic wings, and you have to sign a waiver before you eat them that you're Lots not. Lots of places them. have that. Yeah. But <laughs> But not no. all those places have lube. That's right. <laughs> we're, so we're just not gonna explain that. We're just gonna <laughs> drop it and keep going. <laughs> well it's I don't know why they kept the lube part, but they kept it. So it I'm used to it be well, <laughs> not. Well, no. uh... well, cause, cause the, the, it's a play on the quick, <laughs> it's a play on Quaker state in lube. It's like a place that you can get your oil changed. And, and when you go in there, there's like a bunch of cars inside this restaurant, like okay. old time cools cars. So 
Like that's that's like the whole like play okay, on the Okay, that's thing. all we needed. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm according to Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. And yes, there is a Wikipedia page. They <laughs> yes. they the the original one was a purchased uh gas station and oh, they just okay. kept the sign up. Oh, interesting. So then it was like they're like, "All right, you know that that this will be our 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 gimmick." So okay, see, you were just introduced it completely out of context, and we're, <laughs> hey, we're like, "What?" They had good food, and then they had rock band on Tuesdays. That's all I cared about. Okay, we should, we should hit them up to be a sponsor with how much they're talking. We should. <laughs> we should. This episode is brought to you by. <laughs> Nice. What were we talking about again? <laughs> favorite games, favorite licensed game use, uh, favorite licensed song used in a game. Uh, Christian, what is your favorite licensed song? I've got three cheats and one real one. My first cheat is Ooh. Goldfinger by, or I mean Superman by Goldfinger, which Mike already mentioned in Pro Skater 1. Because I had that on N64, but the thing with the N64 version was that it didn't play the full songs. Oh, no. It only played oh. like a truncated version. And oh, so, no. like, my eyes opened and it was like a come to Jesus moment when I listened to Goldfinger the first time outside of Pro Skater 1 on the N64 and realized there was like a whole minute of that song I didn't hear until like six years later. And it blew my mind. It was crazy. Yeah. That's so irritating. That is very to funny. only play like little parts of the song. But yeah. you know what's kind of cool about that was that is music that like I grew up with, and now Christian was exposed to that music as well because of the video game. That's cool. So you grew up with it outside of the video game. I did. Mm. Oh yeah, I loved Goldfinger. I still do. But yeah, yeah. Now I was I told you I'm like totally into alternative music. <laughs> <laughs> like totally into it <laughs> and junk like totally <laughs> <laughs> but yeah superman kind of kick-started my love for ska music ska mm. music is my favorite genre really? so that's what i listen to the most of these days and Lesson jake yes lots of lesson jake lots of real big fish lots of streetlight manifesto uh all three those are probably my three favorite bands but there's some tracks here there from other bands that i like listening to a lot too nice uh, second cheat pick, Guitar Hero 2, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. That oh, is most definitely, yeah. without a doubt, the, the song I played the most on Guitar Hero 2. And that also blossomed a love inside me for Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Bulls on Parade and Guitar Hero 3 is also a great one, but Killing in the Name. I could probably play that song with my eyes closed on Expert. I think that's about as far as I got as a preteen, was playing Killing in the Name over and over and over and over and over and over. And it's just so fun. So I like that song. Third cheat pick is Big Iron by Marty Robbins in Fallout New Vegas. I freaking oh. love that song. And Fallout New Vegas was the first time I ever heard it. And listening to that song now just evokes these memories of me just wandering out in the Mahovi wasteland and just, you know, killing some geckos, walking out there in the desert, helping out some people with, the, with their damn problem. And that's a great song for me to go back to and just listen to like it a lot but my favorite one is the non-cheat pick because this one kind of more is like a part of the game itself when it happens and i didn't realize this until i played through bioshock more recently uh, a few months ago and that's beyond the sea bioshock yes. got the beyond the sea song they got the one song they needed and they play it while you're just in awe looking at the city as the submarine kind of submerges you in it yeah. and takes you through it and you're listening to that's, beyond the sea play and it just sets that art 
deco mood so effectively it's a very poignant moment and one of my favorite moments in any video game ever yeah, that's that's what grabbed my attention when I when I remember seeing the uh, Bioshock trailer for the first time. Oh, yeah. And they use that song in the trailer, too. And I'm like, wow, this is like this is incredible. So, yeah, that's an awesome pick. It wasn't the one that I that I thought it was going to be your pick. <gasps> what do you think it was, Mike? I thought that your pick was going to be um, Cage the Elephant. Uh, Ain't no rest for the wicked from the opening sequence of Borderlands. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Borderlands yeah. 3 has some good songs in there, too. I thought you were going to say Sympathy for the Devil in Call of Duty Black Ops, Mike, because I said I liked Call of Duty a lot, too. Oh, mm. yeah, that, the second pick. Second pick? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> nice. But no, but uh, but uh, Beyond the Sea, yeah, that's an awesome. That's That, that couldn't be any more perfect for that game. Totally. Uh, actually... My pick actually is from Borderlands 2, mm-hmm. and it is Short Change Hero by The Heavy. Oh, hmm. yeah, nice. that f- beginning part, mm-hmm. you know, it's so good. It just fits so well. It's so cool. I just, you know, it just sets this for me, it sets this whole tone for the whole game. And uh, yeah, I love and I love that song. So, yeah, other than that, I was going to. My other cheat one would have been some Beatles song off of the Beatle Rock Band <laughs> game. All of them. All of the Beatles songs in the Beatle Rock Band. Uh, I I played that Beatle Rock Band more than any other Rock Band game I played. <laughs> like, I do love the Beatles. But yeah, I would have to say Short Change Hero. Yeah, it's a really good game. A really good song. And it sets the tone for Borderlands very, very well. So, listeners, what is one of your favorite songs, li- favorite licensed song used in a game? You can let us know. You can send us a tweet at GamerHeadsPC. You can go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash GamerHeadsPodcast and leave us a message there. You can send us an email at info at GamerHeadsPodcast and leave us a message, message there. Or you can go to our website, GamerHeadsPodcast.com, and let us know there as well. All right, so let's move on to the news. We've got a couple items here. Uh, Christian, you want to take the first one? Yeah, this one's from Perth Square. In honor of Batman turning 80, from now until the 6th of October, bat-themed location items and cosmetic skins can be found in the world's biggest battle royale, a.k.a. Fortnite. Tilted Town has been turned into Gotham City. A new area of the map gives players unlimited glider redeploys. Elsewhere, the Batman grapple gun and explosive batterings can be found in-game. If you're lucky enough to loot them. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I mean, I kind of wish that I was into Fortnite sometimes. Because (laughs) they always do all these fun themed things that I think would be really fun. I know. I'm I'm the same way. When they did the uh, Thanos one with the the gauntlet, I was like, oh, I'm going to play that. And I played it, and I'm like, this sucks. I can't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of it more than the execution. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, some of the stuff, some of the, the limited time stuff they do is pretty awesome. They had one that was just airplanes, and it was it was duos. So one person was flying the airplane, and the other person was on the wing That's um, with, with the machine gun. You played that with your son, Mike. I did, yeah, because I'm terrible at Fortnite. That's why I don't play it. <laughs> but I kicked some butt. In Star Fox back in the day, Ooh. so um, when uh, so I'm like, all right, just let me take care of the take care of the plane. You take yeah. care of the rest, and and we dominated. Wow, that's awesome. Was it kind of was it kind of like Indiana Jones and his father? 
Um, was his father on the wing of a plane at all? No, he was in the back of the plane. Oh, shoot. No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Fly, yes. Land, no. Uh, yeah, I really, yeah, I, I like the idea. I just wish that, uh, I was more into it. Cause I, this, like, I'm a huge Batman fan. So this would have been right up my alley too. And I'm like, oh, this sounds so cool. So this limited stuff though, can you keep it? Like the battle, the, grappling gun and the explosive batarangs can you keep that those no because you find those on the map okay because you start off on the map oh. with nothing so you got to okay. find them but things like skins. the uh the skins and 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 uh items if it's available to purchase then yeah you can keep them like, oh, okay they had a there, there was a star lord costume when um endgame came out oh. that was available for purchase and then you you can keep that that's cool i mean that's why they're making millions of dollars <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting how they're able to throw in both Marvel and DC stuff in there, yeah. huh? Yeah. What <gasps> contract did they sign? That's the crossover we've all been waiting for. <gasps> and did DC. you hear that other rumor? What? That they're teaming up with uh, Splatoon. Really? Yeah. What? Epic a, Games? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for Fortnite. Interesting. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure. Again, rumor. I don't know how that would work because we know how Nintendo is with other companies using their stuff. Well, they're okay with uh, or other platforms. What I mean is other platforms. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds cool, yeah. and 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 now you can play as your favorite football player too. So, oh my goodness, you can have Batman versus Star Lord versus Aaron Rodgers. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> also, for Batman's 80th birthday, Epic Games yes. is giving away for free six Batman games. Yes. So if you go on the Epic Game Store, you can get Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and Lego Batman's 1, 2, and 3 for free. Wow. On PC. Wow. That's pretty cool. So now I own like five copies of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should say happy birthday, Batman, by the way. He's old, but he's still kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Blue, do you want to take the next one? Sure. <clears throat> this comes from VentureBeat. Um, oops, sorry. Nope, I went ahead. Okay, from Nintendo Life. So the Switch Lite teardown suggests it has the same drift-prone analog sticks as the standard model. So YouTube channel Spawn Wave has conducted a teardown of the Switch Lite and seemingly confirmed that the new console has the same analog stick design as the original. The sticks on the Switch Lite uh, do not have a different part number, and SpawnWave believes that the joysticks are, in terms of design and materials used, identical to the ones on the original model. The teardown has also revealed that the battery inside the Switch Lite is 16% smaller than the one inside the original, and the battery life is maintained due to a more power-efficient version of the console's processor. The Wi-Fi antenna... Uh, has also been moved, presumably to improve reception. Mm. Oh boy! This was my concern when they came out with the Switch Lite. I said, "Are they going to have the problems with the the joy? You know, the same Joy-Con drift thing?" And it sounds like, I mean, obviously we the system just came out what Friday? I think yeah, something like that. Yeah, Thursday or Friday. So, um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> We'll Why didn't they we'll listen to you, Roger? I know, Why right? Why didn't they listen? Well, well, it seems kind of silly considering, I mean, Nintendo is fully aware of all the bad press from the drifting yeah. 
joysticks. And so it seems silly that they wouldn't address it, that they would yeah. release a new product without addressing it, especially one that's got to be more expensive to repair than the Joy-Cons. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and how crappy, right? So now at least with the old, with the you know original system, like if I have Joy-Con drift issues, I can just, I mean, sucks, but I can go buy a new Joy-Con. But this, yeah, like, or you can send your old ones in, but you still have your system. Yeah, exactly. This time yeah. you send it in, you're like, well, I'm stuck without a system. Yeah, for I don't know, what's it take six weeks, something like uh, that. Something like mm-hmm. that. That's a long time to be without a system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that make me so mad. <laughs> you know, it's funny though because I just uh, so my daughter has been asking, can I play? Can I play Stardew Valley? Can I play Stardew Valley? Can I play Stardew Valley? And she always wants to play it on my Switch. So finally I bought it on the Vita because I don't play my Vita all that often. And she loves it. And I thought, no, here's a system. <laughs> here's a system that could have the same problems, but it doesn't. <gasps> it's like a better Nintendo Switch Lite. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll find out, though, if if they run into issues. But I get, I mean, I feel like the production probably was already, I mean, the Switch lights were probably in production by the time all this negative press hit with the Joy-Con drifts. I don't know what they could have done. You know, they're probably delay like, oh, the release. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, mean, they'll delay games if yeah. they're not ready. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So my, my second, my second Joy-Con drift has been going on. I mean, my second issue with this now has been going on. And I think I had to switch for a year and a half. So maybe a year from now, people will start complaining. Hey, wait a minute. What the hell? Yeah. Um, well, to keep an eye we'll on see. that. Yeah, it'll probably be big news if and when. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mike, do you want to take the last one there? Sure. And this one comes from VentureBeat. The video game business is still growing despite some disruption. Uh, The industry tracking firm NPD Group is estimating that the video game industry will generate a total of $44.6 billion in the United States this year. This is up 6% uh, over 2018's $42.2 billion. Uh, But the steady growth looks somewhat disappointing relative to the explosive year-over-year gains of 2017 and 2018. Uh, The last three years have been a period of remarkable performance for the U.S. video game market, uh, NPD analyst Matt Piscatella wrote in a blog post. While 2019 is not forecast to reach the double-digit percentage gains we've seen in recent years, continued strength in mobile, uh, growth in digital spending on consoles, and a thriving Nintendo Switch platform are projected to be the primary factors that will lead to $44.6 billion in annual customer spend for the total video games industry uh, in the U.S. That's an increase of 6%. Uh, Sales of video game content, which includes full game sales, downloadable content, and microtransactions, as well as subscriptions across mobile, casual, portable, and PC, is forecast to grow by 9% when compared to a year ago to $37.8 billion, wrote uh, Piscatella. Mobile and console digital growth is expected to offset declines across other content segments such as physical and PC digital. Sales of console and portable hardware 
are forecast to reach $4.4 billion, a decline of 12% when compared to 2018, he also said. And growth in sales of the Nintendo Switch hardware is expected to be offset by declines across PlayStation 4 and Xbox One hardware. Yeah. That's a lot of numbers. But I will say this. (laughs) Considering we are at the tail end of this generation, that's that's not that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I the thing that that I think that they pointed out in there is that you know, video game sales are still strong, but it seems like service, you know, game services are now subscription services are starting to also pick up, right? So I don't know, it's weird. Like we'll see we'll see where this goes. I read an article on I want to say it was either IGN or some other site, um, something like it was either IGN or K- Kotaku. I'm not sure, but they were talking about um, how subscription services are doing away with us buying games at full price, sixty dollars. Why buy a game at sixty dollars now when you can buy a subscription service? Polygon they, did an article about that. Oh, yeah. Polygon. It was Polygon. Sorry, you're right. It was Polygon. Um, I knew it was one of those sites. So. Um, yeah, so they they talked about that. Like, why why buy why buy games at sixty dollars now when you when you can buy a gaming system or a gaming service instead? And they mentioned like Gears of War five, um, and they said you know obviously you don't own the game, but day one you can play it for nine ninety nine a month, and you can play other games too instead of paying sixty dollars. And I guess do you? I mean, that's a good question. Do you think that the the sixty dollar like games are the day of the past do you think like gaming subscription services are going to i don't know take over and people won't pay full price for games anymore no nope. yeah i don't think so either <laughs> i don't think so. all right there's no subscription service conversation <laughs> over <laughs> there's no subscription service that can get you Link's awakening or super That's mario right. odyssey or mario kart 8 not yet Got it. <laughs> <I don't>, <laughs> no, they're never gonna do that. Nintendo will never do that. They'll never do that. No. And that's fine with me because physical copy reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the subscription services are when you're you're not confident that you can sell all of your titles at full price, right? Yeah. You know that your consumers are going to have to pick a few. And then the rest you won't get the sales from. And so you offer subscription service and hope that you'll get more money uh, in the long run. But I think Nintendo is quite confident that they can actually sell all of their titles to all of their customers at full price. Yeah. That's why they stay full price for so long, too, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even I mean, I know we mentioned this before, but even Wii titles like like good Wii titles are still like $40 a piece the first party games and i'm like man it's so hard to find used games really cheap for the nintendo systems but i think you hit something there blue i think you're right i think that they feel like they can't um like you said they can't sell all their titles so hey let's do a subscription service and and maybe in hopes that somebody would play it and say hey this game's really good you should go out and buy it. Or my other thought is that eventually that subscription service will, you know, take the game off of the subscription service. And then you're either going to be stuck with not playing that game anymore or have to go out and buy it. But by that time it might be used price anyway. But the other, the other thing I, (laughs) the other thing for me is like gears of war five, like I have that game. 
on my Xbox Game Pass, and I played it a few times, and it's a good game. But because I paid nine ninety nine a month, I don't feel like I have to play. Like it sounds weird, but like I don't value it as much because it's yeah. nine ninety nine. I'll agree with that. I agree absolutely because you don't feel like you you don't feel like you own it. You don't yeah. Feel- yeah, that's that's I I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the, a lot of those games that are on the PlayStation Plus, like I'll download and then I don't know how many of them I've actually played. <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly. Me too. And it's game and they're games that I I want to I've wanted to play and I wanted to buy when they first came out. But when they come out on the services, I download them. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna play this, and then I don't because. Well, Roger, I'm. I don't think your opinion here actually counts, though. <laughs> because how many times have we been on the show and you say, oh, I own that game. I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, that, Roger. <laughs> that, that's touche. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't play it even if you did own it. The difference is you would just feel a little bit guilty about it. Yes. I feel <laughs> that is exactly... Yeah, that's the thing. I don't have any guilt for not playing it. (laughs) (laughs) But if I bought it, I'd feel guilty. Like Link's Awakening. Although, I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about games we're playing. I I did buy that, and I do like it. And I do feel guilty if I don't play it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all I had for news. Do you you guys have anything else? Mm Mm-mm. No, there's a uh, there's a uh, as a PSA. There's a Sony State of Play coming up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Last of Us Two footage rumored. More Last of Us Two, possible Iron Man information. Oh. PSVR. Hmm. Medieval. I think they're going to talk about medieval. Oh, that's coming in a month. I think next yeah. month. That's soon. The other thing that I was going to mention that Rockstar also has their own game launcher now. Yes, download it now for free San Andreas. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome to the world of publishers coming out with their own <laughs> <laughs> their own launchers. Yep. It's similar to it's similar to like the uh cable channels and stuff where you Oh can, yeah, everybody's got their own subscription yeah, service like now. HBO has their own Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see. <laughs> This will be an interesting time in games for sure. But at least we know that the game industry is still strong. So that's a good sign. All right. So let's move on to listener feedback. And listeners, you can get a hold of us. Christian, how can they send us a tweet? At GamerHeads PC on Twitter. <laughs> and how can, they, how can they send us an email? Info at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. And uh, what about our Facebook page? Facebook.com slash GamerHeadsPodcast. And finally, our website. GamerHeadsPodcast.com. New and revamped. I, I was just going to say that. Thanks to Blue. <laughs> we have a new and revamped website. Blue, it looks fantastic. Nice job. Thank you. Yes. So go check it out. It is... it, it <laughs> Like, I am so impressed with what you did with what I had before. So, <laughs> uh, I won't tell you how long it took. <laughs> oh, 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 now I feel bad. <laughs> I can imagine it took a long time because even the crappy one that I put together took a really long time. <laughs> so now I feel guilty. <laughs> uh, last week, we asked the question, what game, video game have you beaten the most? 
and here is some of your feedback. So, Mike, do you want to take the first one there? Sure. This comes from Crunchy Kong, and he tweeted, uh, Number one, Mega Man X by a large margin. Number two, Castlevania. Number three, DuckTales. Number four, Mega Man 2. And number five, Super Punch-Out, although this probably isn't completely accurate. Mm. Uh, I'm, I, you know what? I just got to throw out to Crunchy Kong right now. Awesome work on actually being able to beat Castlevania. I know. I was yeah. going to say Castlevania. Yeah, yeah that's the same thing. <laughs> that game's really hard. <laughs> so you guys didn't play it uh, when they did the RGB high score uh, last season because that was one of the games. Yeah, I didn't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> a lot of the people who played, like, they not only beat it, like, they know how precisely to farm for points to just put up ridiculous scores. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's quite the list. Yeah, Castlevania, I have never beaten the first one. Yeah. Have you, Christian? Yeah, I have once. Okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, he's offended that you even asked. <laughs> How dare you, yeah. sir? Well, I wasn't sure if it was before his time of gaming, so that's why I asked. So, uh, Christian, want to take the next one? Scaredy Matt tweeted, "Demon Souls must have completed it ten or more times. So addictive. That game is really hard. Scaredy, mm-hmm. Scaredy Matt, how did you beat it ten or more times? Um, that's a really tough game." Yeah, it's those people who prefer Demon Souls over Dark Souls. Yeah, that's true. And are like, I was with it when it was original and not cool to like Souls games. Mm. When yeah. was that not cool? Uh, when Demon Souls first came out, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Castlevania first came Just out. because they didn't know what it was yet? Yes. And then Dark Souls came out and came out on Xbox 360, and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, this thing is amazing! But Dark Souls also made marked improvements to, like, the level design, and it was more of a Metroidvania. Demon Souls is more of, like, a segregated level-based thing. So they're not the exact same thing, but there's those people out there who are like, I liked it before it was cool, guys. Yeah. <laughs> there's a really good um, podcast uh, episode out there uh, for the Retronauts. If you ever listen to the podcast Retronauts, they talked about Demon Souls and the influence that uh, the creators had, and, and apparently that game was going to be a throwaway game from 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 um what, who was the company that made from it? software from our, yeah from software. I was going to say that I, I, I was <laughs> I was like it is from software yes, but they it was like a failed game and they went with it anyway. And uh, yeah, you should listen if you're interested in the history behind it. Retronauts has a really good episode. It's their last episode on Demon Souls. Very interesting. Um, Blue, do you want to take the next one? At Catching Cinema tweeted, probably Mega Man X and Turtles in Time. Side note, I beat Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo last night while editing the podcast. Not a hard game by any means, but definitely an underrated beat-em-up. 100% agree that game is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Did you choose this comment just so you could say that? (laughs) I may have. Uh, no, that game is really good. That that is an Anne being Batman being eighty. That was also a good tie-in too. But uh, yeah, that is a good game. Uh, Mike, do you want to take the next one? Sure. And this comes from at Console Gamer, and they tweeted XCOM. I used to beat it every year for several years. 
And maybe Mega Man 2, uh, which I beat whenever I play it. Mm. Good choice on the Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've beat that game a lot. That was, that's my favorite. Uh, that, I'm sure with a lot of other people, that's my favorite out of the Mega Man games. You Have you both beat Mike? Mega Man 1? Yes, I beat Mega Man 1. Okay. Not until, um, I wasn't able to beat it until I purchased the uh, Mega Man collection on the oh. GameCube, which oh. for some reason had the A and B buttons mixed up and you couldn't oh. change it. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, that's really? brutal. Yeah, so I ended up buying it for the PlayStation Two instead, and then I was able to beat it with using using that control scheme. But yeah, when it came out on the GameCube, they had the uh, the A and B buttons messed up, and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't I can't train my brain after I've been indoctrinated for Mega Man's one through six. Does that mean B? Was what are you doing to me? Yeah. E. Weird. That is weird. So. But it's funny that you say that because I uh, I've been playing some more of my Xbox recently, mm-hmm. and you know how the A button is on the bottom, and then for the for the <laughs> for the Nintendo, it the, the B button is on the bottom, and that throws me off every time now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or X is in a different spot on every console. PlayStation, it's the bottom. Xbox, it's on the left, and Nintendo, it's on the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was there was somebody that I was talking to. Um, actually, it was probably about a month ago. And we were, I don't know how the subject came up, but it came up on Mega Man. And I'm like, oh, how are you? I'm like, you played Mega Man? How far did you get? He's like, I cannot beat that giant yellow monster. <laughs> and I'm like, you do know about the lightning bolt mm-hmm. trick, right? And it's just the look on the look <laughs> on his face when I explained how you could beat that boss in a matter of seconds by rapidly pausing the game was like, he just, he's like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to do this right now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yellow Devil sucks. Yeah, that's why you the remember the the NES Advantage, and it had the slow motion in there. Oh yeah, which was really just you hitting pause several times. Yeah, <laughs> I beat a lot of games that way using the Advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the Turbo button could turn the Turbo Turbo on. That was that there, was weird. There was an article that I was reading this morning on Nintendo Life about how uh, the AI in Street Fighter Two. Um, went to ridiculous levels of cheating. Uh, the harder the game, the in the harder difficulty le- levels, it actually it didn't make the game more challenging. It made the game more unfair. And in one of the comments, somebody said the only way that they were able to beat the AI in uh, the harder levels of Street Fighter Two was to use one of those uh, controllers that rapidly paused the game. Oh. So he was able to like think ahead. Oh wow wow yeah the things we did to beat games huh. <laughs> Well, thank you, listeners, for giving us the feedback. Uh, let's move on to games that we're currently playing. And, Blue, we'll start with you. What games are you currently playing? Well, <clears throat> today, um, this is September 22nd, Sunday, when we're recording. Today is the Mario Kart Deluxe 8 <gasps> That's North right. American Open. Uh-oh. And it goes from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh-oh. Go, Blue. So yeah, so That's this during week, the Packer game. Well, yeah, after the Packer game, I'm gonna <laughs> run right home and jump in. So, um, yeah, I basically I dropped everything this week and have just been practicing Mario Kart Eight. Wow, is it 150 CC? Yes. So the rules are 150 CC. It's all the vehicles, all the normal items. The big deal is no smart steering. Which I love it because that will um, even the playing field so much. And so that's the, that's the, the thing the that like keeps you on the track, right? 
<laughs> right. Yeah. And it's the one where if you're, if you're trying to take a shortcut or whatever and you don't do it absolutely perfectly, it won't allow you to take the shortcut. It'll yeah. steer you back onto the main. Yeah. So, hmm. um, the, it's a 24 race session, I guess. And every fourth match you get shuffled. So, and then, um, Next week, after Nintendo has time to look over all the scores, they'll choose the top eight to receive rewards in uh, my Nintendo Gold Points. Yeah, I think it's like $25, right? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, it's not a lot of money, and it's only eight people are going to win anything, and that's not going to be me, but... <laughs> so, we'll see. I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. you have all the shortcuts memorized, Blue? Not all of them. There's so many tracks in mm-hmm. in uh, eight, and I've never taken it that seriously. So I didn't 20, in, ever 24, anticipate. Twenty four races is a lot. It is. Well, it's not. You know, when we play Double Dash, we usually do the one where it's all the races. That's sixteen. Oh. Wow. How long does it take you to do that? That takes about an hour. Okay. So. With this one, I don't know if you're allowed more than one shot because I feel like whoever can just do the most races mm. will win. I yeah. That. I also don't know how the scoring is going to work because if it works like in the regular cups where you just first place gets 15 points and then on down, they wouldn't be able to differentiate probably the top eight players very easily. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know how it'll work. At least you're not stuck racing against AI, right? It's all players against players? I believe so. Yeah, there you go. There's, wow, I think the AI is easier to beat. There's one track where I was watching this speedrunner, and they got the world record on a track, but they still got second place because of the rubber bandy AI. It just like oh, went really? past them right at the end. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But he still wow, got the world so record, the- but he got second place. So that computer has the fastest lap <laughs> on that track ever in the world at that point in time, oh, at least. I was going to say, yeah. Okay, that's that's really ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to experiment with different combinations of, you know, the vehicles and the wheels and the drivers and the gliders. And I was doing some research to try to find out, like, what are the optimal combinations? And everybody says something different. Hmm. Some Do people, the gliders even make a difference, or are they just there for cosmetics? That's the thing. Some other people say that they don't make any difference at all, and then some people say, well, like, if you choose the cloud glider, it'll give you a little more acceleration. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. So now, I like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I'll just, it can also depend on the track. Can you switch in between tracks? I That doesn't appear to be something that's allowed. Okay. So oh. I think you just need to choose the best overall. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Do you have a go-to blue that you play when you're just normally playing? Yeah, I normally choose um, the Master Cycle Zero with Link. And Ooh, then... The motorcycle? The, yeah, I prefer yeah. the motorcycles, which apparently is not a thing that people like. Oh, no, I don't like them. I, do. I don't know how you can control that thing, blue. Well, the Master Cycle Zero, if you add the ancient tires, that gives you the most traction of I any see. combination, I believe. And so I like it because you can have a more precise drift, mm-hmm. but I My don't go-to know. 
is uh, like after you finish like all the Grand Prix or whatever, and then you need a certain amount of coins, and uh-huh. then you get gold Mario, and then you get gold cart, and then you get gold wheels, and then you get gold glider. So I'm all golded out. Max acceleration, <laughs> least turning capabilities possible. Least turning? Yes. Handling yeah. is like zero, but my top speed is all the way up. See, I think that that it, it really depends on what kind of driver you are because like everybody's talking about how to max out your acceleration and max out your speed. But if you're just going to go off the track, that's not going to help you. Yeah, definitely. But that Excite Bike track, that's just straightaways. Yeah. Well, oh, that's one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> so we're good with that one track, but the rest of them, like Rainbow Road, I don't know how you would do it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to break. Breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I play with bikes too. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know. I find, and I actually use the same, I use the, the, the link bike as well. So I don't know. I, I, I want to participate in this, but I know I'm going to get my butt kicked as well. You can't just use the link bike. What? Okay, there's the master cycle and there's the master cycle zero. And there are drastic differences between oh, those two. I don't know. It's the black one with the yellow, the gold on it. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my Zelda. Because I hate the Master Cycle, but I like the Master Cycle Zero. Well, what's the Zero? What's the Zero bike? I don't know. The master, regular Master Cycle, the drifts are like so wide. It's ridiculous. What's the Zero look like? What's the Zero look like? What's that bike look like? Uh, it looks very similar to the, the regular Master Cycle. Oh. Okay. They look kind of the same. I, I think it's just a slight difference in tone. Um, tone. Oh, okay. I probably don't have that unlocked. Do you have to unlock that or something, I'm assuming? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I probably don't have that unlocked. Then I just have the regular <laughs> Master Cycle. Now, Blue, you said that they don't allow the steering assist. Right. Do they allow the auto acceleration assist? That is not on the rules that I'm looking at, whether it's okay. allowed or not. I actually leave that on when I'm playing 150cc, and I guess a lot of other people do too, just because it can give your thumb a rest so that you don't have to sit there and hold A the whole time. Mm. Mm, that's not a terrible idea. I might consider that, considering it's going to be a 24 race deal. Because if, I mean, a, a, extrapolating from playing Double Dash, the 16 race cup, that takes an hour. So this would be nearly two hours. Yeah. Oy. Well, an hour and a half. Yeah. It's long. Mm. You have to keep your switch plugged in, or do you play? Do you play on the? You play on the TV, right? I play on the TV. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, oh, I yeah. have all of my pro controllers are charged up. Oh, <laughs> smart. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. I wonder how many how many entries that you're allowed. Yeah. Mm. Well, keep I, us updated. Yeah, I will. exactly. I'll let you know. Yeah. You have to tweet out. You have to tweet out your your scores when you when you finish. <laughs> we'll see what they are first. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just be like, "Good game, everyone." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you were racing against real people at the time when you're racing. I assume so. Oh, that's gonna make it a lot harder. People yeah. are way smarter. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, okay, it's not the 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 cheaty rubber bandy AI, but yeah. like. They know where's the right place to put that stupid banana. Totally. And yep. and they know where to use their mushrooms and that kind of stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh are you playing anything else? Um, I also need to play because this week for the RGB high score challenge is Castle of Illusion. 
Yeah. So I need. I have never played that before, and people are already posting scores like in the half million. Oh my gosh! I know. So <laughs> I don't think the odds are in my favor, but I need to. I need to submit a score for that as well. The last day is Monday. Yeah. It's, it's a very busy, busy video game weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very competitive. Very competitive. Yeah. Yes, as well. Yeah, actually, I made a post on that, and if you want to know more of the challenges, I'll post every challenge on our website so you can check that out on our website too so Mm -hmm. yeah everybody should should participate because it's fun it's fun to play these old games especially the titles that you wouldn't normally choose for yourself yeah and in this this season is all super i mean i'm sorry sega genesis right right yeah so cool uh anything else that's it christian what have you been playing um, since we last talked, I played through Greedfall, finished Greedfall. So my opinion on that hasn't changed too much. It's neat. It's cool. It scratches a Bioware itch in a world where Bioware has died and has gone off working on Anthem, which changed its DLC post-release cycle to kind of fizzle out of existence while EA hopefully doesn't close Bioware. I hope they don't. But Greedfall's here in the meantime to play some action RPG goodness strongly inspired by the Western RPGs of Bioware of times past. I have to say real fast, because I went to a used game store the other day, and they had an entire shelf that was full of Anthem games that had been traded back in. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I, awesome. It was just, seriously, they were just, there were so many of them. And I, I almost took a picture, but I was like, this is actually just, it's just sad. It's not that yeah. funny. It's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. They also moved it. Uh, Origin EA has uh, like a subscription service thing, and they moved Anthem from the top tier subscription service to the like middle tier. So it doesn't cost as much to play Anthem now on a monthly basis. (laughs) So you can play it for a month for like 10 bucks and then decide you don't like it. (laughs) They're like, please, please play it. Yep. Pretty please. (laughs) Well, I I also heard that they were not going to make any more updates to the game, right? They changed how they're going to do the updates because, like, as soon as the game dropped, they had this whole timeline. They're like, this this month is going to be this event, and then five months later, we're going to do this big thing. And then they came out with the first, like, one of those on the roadmap, the first big one, and then they're like, uh, okay, we're not going to be doing the rest of this anymore. Sorry. Are they doing that because do- they couldn't manage the schedule or because nobody cared and it was a waste yeah, Probably of time. that second one. Yeah, I don't know if they gave like a concrete reason other than just, yeah, sorry, we're going to be switching the release schedule. Well, I, I also read, and I don't know how true this is, but I read that uh, that just the the platform itself, the, the platform, or the, I guess the engine that was built on, like they said, the things they want to do, they'll have to re, re, like overhaul everything if they want to do all the things they wanted to do. So they're just not going to work on it because it's not worth it to them. That's what I read. I don't know how mm-hmm. true that is. I know there's a lot of problems with Anthem's development because of the engine, because it's built in the Frostbite engine, and I think that's what EA makes everyone develop everything in these days, and that yeah. was originally developed by DICE, who uh, made that engine for the Battlefield games. So now Frostbite is used for everything. Battlefield, Battlefront, FIFA, and Anthem, which is like a persistent online third-person shooter. And I remember reading somewhere they had to like figure out just how to get a persistent loot system in that engine because that engine is just built for Twitch third-person or first-person shooting and not much else. Hmm. Yeah, that. Sorry, I don't have to go off the rails on this, but 
that game went from like one of the top games uh toward at the end of last year that people were excited about to including you roger including me exactly to uh basically not existent <laughs> it crashed hard and fast it did so yeah i played through Greedfall. that was happy uh and then i <laughs> What I really wanted to talk about was the five or so hours I spent in the Modern Warfare open beta on PC is where I spent my time. But it's cross-platform, so I've been able to play with some PS4 and Xbox people, which is weird. I think that cross-platform play will actually give the PC PC community on Call of Duty multiplayer some legs. Because uh, back in the day, back in college, uh, I did my first... PC Call of Duty and it was Advanced Warfare. And for like the first week, it was a lot of fun. I was having a blast, ran into a hacker who got me up like three prestiges within the first few days. And then after like a month, I would go back to it and try playing it again. And the only people still playing Call of Duty multiplayer on PC a month after release are the really, really good people. Mm. And so you can't really compete unless you start getting really good. And so Advanced Warfare, I, you know, stuck with it because I had it on PC. I was invested. So I tried my darndest. And then, like, after, like, two months, I fell off of it. And I was like, you know, I would like to get back to Call of Duty multiplayer and just play it for fun. But I know the only people still playing on PC are crazy good. And I did the same with Black Ops 3. I didn't learn my lesson, got Black Ops 3 on PC, played through the campaign on the hardest difficulty, which was a lot of fun on PC. But when it came to multiplayer, I got my diamond snipers by like getting a ton of headshots with all the snipers. And then I called it good after about a month and got the heck out of that PC user base as soon as possible because they were insanely good people. And hopefully with Modern Warfare, allowing access to some of the Xbox and PS4 players will give it some longer legs so to speak. Cool. And the Modern Warfare beta is very fascinating. So I started out playing some regular old Team Deathmatch. It's Team Deathmatch. Apparently, they didn't have a mini-map for the first beta, and people really complained, so they re-added the mini-map, which is interesting. I like the idea of not having a mini-map, because that kind of changes what you're looking at all the time because now when i'm playing call of duty i'm just sitting there looking at the mini map the whole time looking for where the gunshots are coming from and there are still some modes thankfully that don't have the mini map there's a fun little team-based mode where there's uh like an objective a bomb that you're trying to plant but it's not search and destroy like counter-strike it's more uh i don't know it's its own thing because when you die you can revive the person but when you die you can't get it back up so that was cool it was neat i was enjoying it the guns feel like a little more kinetic there's more movement loosey-goosey stuff going on i think that's a symptom of the new engine so thumbs up from there and it's it's kind of similar to Battlefield in the sense that the guns are kind of moving around a lot, which is interesting. It feels more dynamic, which I like. And then I jumped into the ground war mode, which is kind of what they're touting for this beta push is this ground war mode. And earlier called uh, not earlier Call of Duty games, but like World at War, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, they had a mode called ground war, which was essentially the same maps. And it was capture the point, capture these three points. And then they like bumped up the player count by like two more. This ground war mode in the latest Call of Duty Modern Warfare game is Battlefield. Mm. It's straight up Battlefield. It's like, I think it's 32 versus 32, 64 players on a massive map, 
complete with spawning on squad mates, which is straight out of Battlefield, complete with capturing the points very slowly, which is straight out of Battlefield, complete with vehicles to get from point A to B faster, which is straight out of Battlefield, and even like the spawn animation where the camera like pans and zooms down, straight out of Battlefield 1 and 5. So they are clearly going for the Battlefield thing. I, I don't know if they're going for the audience. I think... It's just bonkers to me because I remember like playing World at War back in the day and I would have like World at War or Modern Warfare 3 and then I would have Battlefield 3 and they are very different experiences. One's more of a tighter arena shooter and then the other one is like this crazy massive Battlefield type situation. And so I enjoyed getting a little bit of both from both games, and I would have to go to different places for those different experiences. And now they just shoved it all into Call of Duty, and it's insane. Because I remember being little and being like, man, this wouldn't work being in this huge map. And here we are, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and it almost works in this huge map. Because you got the same kill streaks, you got the same tight gun handling. Now it opens things up a bit, so there's actually some longer-term engagements. And it's weird because it feels like the Battle Royale mode in the last Call of Duty was almost in preparation of this, where it's just mass chaos, concentrated action in one point, kill streaks firing off. You got airstrikes coming in left and right, and you've got people crammed into buildings, shotgunning each other all the time, trying to capture points just to try and get a foothold. It's absolute chaos, but that's kind of what Battlefield is. And I think it's fascinating that they're trying to get their foothold in that market. And not only is this, there's this huge ground war mode, which is Battlefield, but there's also those very small engagements and even smaller scale than previous Call of Duties with the 2v2 mode, where it's just a small map, it's two of you versus two other people, and once you take them out, you win. And so there's these two vastly different playstyles that are in this Call of Duty game that make me like very excited in a weird way. They're reinventing the Call of Duty formula in really interesting ways that a lot of people aren't don't seem to be picking up on when they're just like, oh, it's another Call of Duty. It's the same thing. So hmm. it's fascinating. So do you think that the do you think that that the game will eclipse the Battlefield games to the point where they did a much better job that people will be like, yeah, this is what I wanted out of those experiences, and then convince people that play the Battlefield games to come to the Call of Duty games instead. That's a good question. Um, I think Battlefield is currently on its off cycle with Battlefield 5 coming out last year. I think they take a yeah. couple of years. And uh, I've got a, some people I talk with at lunch. One of them is a pretty big Battlefield person. And he fell off of it really hard. And he said a lot of the community is too because they're trying to support it with patches that are kind of tone deaf as far as what the community wants. So I think this game will probably take some of the audience away from Battlefield and bring it over to this new Call of Duty because there's basically the Battlefield mode in there if that's what you want and i think the battlefield community is also heavily pc focused hmm. at least uh in the battle between battlefield and call of duty the pc people tend to gravitate towards the battlefield but this might change that a little bit and the cross-platform play also might help facilitate that interesting yeah i don't know i mean it's certainly interesting and those things similar to fortnite like it really fascinates me and I want to play those types of games, but because I suck at them, then I just get frustrated and I don't play them. But it's certainly something that appeals to me. It sounds cool. Really? Battlefield appeals to you? Yeah. I mean, I have them. I own them. <laughs> have you played them a lot? I own them. <laughs> awesome callback. No, I played, I played Battlefield 5. Okay. 
And I played uh, Battlefronts, which is Battlefield, <laughs> except in the Star Wars world. Okay. So I played those games. Right. And I have Battlefield 4. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I played that. So I like the games. I'm just not good at them. And then I get frustrated. Like, Battlefield 5 I got so frustrated with because you'd be hit by somebody so far away. You don't even see your person that killed you. And you're like, what? What just killed me? And it's not fun. And I sit there and I get sniped off. And I'm like, that's not fun. Why would I want to play this anymore? Yeah, that's why I didn't like Battlefield uh, 4. Because I got Battlefield 4 on PC when it was like 10 bucks for everything. And so that was like two years after there was this user base in there playing it for those entire two years. And I would spawn and die on the spot because I was getting sniped across the map because there was someone in a helicopter flying above me mowing down the spawn points. And it was frustrating because I couldn't get my foot in the door at that point. And because there was attachments on guns, I didn't know what they did. People were using weapons I didn't know existed. And so that was frustrating for me. But I got in on the ground floor in Battlefield 1. And that one, I put like 120 hours into it, mostly in the multiplayer, because I had a blast. They took away, they stripped back a lot of those attachments, largely because they didn't exist in World War One, And it made for a simpler, tighter experience where I could actually kill people and actually have fun because there weren't helicopters flying overhead blowing up my spawn locations. Yeah. No, did I say Battlefield 5? I meant Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1? Yeah. Really? I didn't... I liked it. I liked the fact that it was like World War One, but it still sucked. I still sucked at the game. I still didn't. I liked playing the single. I liked playing the. I liked playing the campaign. I didn't like playing multi, a multiplayer. When you Roger, when you play a game online, yeah. and I mean in any game or skill or craft, for the most part, you're yeah. bound to be bad in the beginning. Do you ever buckle down and be like, okay, I'm gonna get good at this. I'm gonna break through. N- no. <laughs> don't <laughs> because <laughs> because I don't want I because there's too many games to play and I don't I don't have time to sit there and try to get good at one game. Okay. I have to move on. If I'm not good at it, if I'm not just a natural, I'm not planning to play that game anymore. I just Interesting. <laughs> Are you serious? Kind of. I mean, outside of Mario Kart, I will play Mario Kart and keep playing like keep working on that but or splatoon i keep working on i keep playing on working on that but like because of the battlefield games like battlefield one for instance there's just so much stuff in the game like i don't even know what i'm doing i don't know what half the stuff even does and there's like guns with detachments and you can get different like well battlefield at least there was like loot or battlefront i should say there was loot boxes and i'm like i don't want to spend time on this this is dumb and then I just stopped playing. Hmm. But for me, the learning is the fun part. For yeah. me, I like like seeing myself get better. Like someone killed me really bad, and I'm like, ooh, okay, I see the tactics he's using, yeah. and I can see kind of how he's thinking, and I can kind of adapt my brain to kind of use those tactics and maybe adapt some of those equipment items that he's using for my own purposes and to get better. Whereas once I plateau, it's not really fun anymore. Like, if once I'm just, you know, as good as I'm ever going to get, then I don't feel like there's really much of a use for me to play anymore. Because at that point, I'm just mindlessly shooting at things and not developing my own personal skill set. Yeah, see, I plateau right away in the game. In the game. That's why. That's why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fast plateauer, Roger. <laughs> I didn't say I went up. I just plateau. <laughs> No, I don't, I just, I, 
competitive gaming just never really I never really got into it. I just never did. That's I don't know why. And I should Online multiplayer isn't for everyone. No, that's why I like RPGs, because you can, you know, work on your character and 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 move at your own pace. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit there and try to compete with other people. You can say, you know what? <laughs> this is why I liked, you know, this this is why I like in school where it's, you know, it's just you and you don't you could go at your own pace sometimes, at least in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like Greedfall, available now on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. See? There you go. Nice. So yeah, and, yeah, played the Modern Warfare beta, liked it a lot. And then other than that, I'm getting to the end of Borderlands 3, almost done with it. I'm kind of at the last quest, I think, because it's a lot of, it's very similar to the Borderlands 2 last quest, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm excited to get to the end and kind of immediately get into that post game because that post game's where really good loot starts dropping. That's where you unlock a new skill tree to point, pump points into, which is a new feature for Borderlands 3, I think. I'm really excited for that. But really, still, I'm very high on Borderlands 3, enjoying it a lot. The story, it the main plot line with the main bad guys, not as good. The main bad guys aren't as good as Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack like immediately became a fan favorite with just how disgusting and scummy he is. But uh, there's side stuff here and there, and they... They continue plot lines set up in Tales from the Borderlands. Thank you, Gearbox. Thank you so much, because Tales from the Borderlands is my favorite Telltale game out of the ones I've played. And it was because they took this universe that's just so, like, crass and just, you know, just flailing around the story is. And I was like, how the heck are they going to make a meaningful Telltale story out of this? And they draw from the lore in very interesting ways in Tales from the Borderlands. They put a lot of emphasis on these gun manufacturers and how they're kind of like corporations and how there's like power dynamics within them and people who want to ascend the ranks and make them up there with these gun corporations. And Borderlands 3 continues those threads and they continue to delve into these gun manufacturers in really great ways because then you can put like faces and characters and names to these guns that you're shooting. And it's just like this extra layer of, you know what? I got a Jacobs gun and I'm going to keep it because I like you, Mr. Jacobs. Mm. I like you. That's cool. Yeah. And the gunplay still great, still really tight, still really satisfying. And the story is also very like, they really care about the returning characters, which is awesome because it's just it's is like wholesome in a way that no other Borderlands game has been. And they're just very respectful for the returning characters in a way that I feel like another game in like Borderlands 2, they wouldn't have cared to just, oh, here's another character. Oh, we blew him up. Sorry. And so they take their time with these returning characters, which I like nice. a lot. Nice. Cool. That's one game. See, I like the Borderlands games. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one game that I would, I would, I would, and I like. You own uh, a bunch, Roger. I do already without do. the purchase of a sixty-dollar Borderlands three game. I know, and I will play through the second one until I have enough money to buy the third one. <laughs> nice, cool. All right, yeah, uh, really enjoying it. Uh, there was one other thing with Borderlands three, though. Uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, it's really fun. Really like it. Oh, there's some great cameos in Borderlands 3 also, which are very amusing, to say the least, especially knowing who Randy Pitchford, the CEO of Gearbox, is and all the crap he's gotten into over the past couple years in the lead up to Borderlands 3 makes it even more amusing. 
in a way that's just like, I just, how'd you do this, Randy? How'd you, well, it's, it's hilarious. Hmm. Good stuff. There's nice. plenty of stuff towards the tail end that will keep you enticed all the way through. Nice. Cool. Uh, anything else? That's it. Nice. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, so last week I took part in a certain tournament. Yeah. Uh, I played Turtles in Time for the Retro Game Brews tournament, their monthly uh, tournament, and um, I did better than I thought I would. I ended up uh, coming in second place overall, which uh, to me was uh, was a total shock because I am just not used to uh, to doing that well. Uh, so I was... Uh, you did great. You did. You did well, really thank good. You. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy because I wasn't uh, as much as I love that game. I was not. Uh, uh, I was I was embarrassed to go because I'm like because these people are so good at these games, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get completely destroyed, and I'm gonna hate this game. I'm gonna throw my copy out the window. <laughs> All that other good stuff. I thought but you were no, gonna I, win I, it. I thought you were gonna win it because like you were actually time wise, you were doing really good, and then you died. Yeah, that's it was those those stupid foot soldiers with the frisbees, yeah. man. And I was and in the lead up to it, I was playing through that over and over and over and I made it past them, no problem. Oh, but no. now I I just I just choked. Oh. Yeah. But it was still fun. Yeah. So, uh I played that and then I also downloaded and played the demo for uh what is that? Contra the new Contra game, Hardcore. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Can you play as the bear? No, you cannot oh. play as the bear. Um, you can play as the Bionic Commando guy. Okay. Um, well, not really him, but it's a guy that looks, that's got a one Bionic arm. So I played through that, the demo, it's just the first level and it probably takes about maybe half an hour to 40 minutes to get through. Um, and it was a very impactful. I, I was actually, I, I got through it. I beat the, uh, beat the first boss and it was so impactful on me that as soon as I finished, I immediately went on my computer, went to BestBuy.com, and I canceled my pre-order. Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was as much of a mess as the trailer made it look like. Oh, man. I was and, – and I love Contra. And that's what – and it was – the fact that it was a Contra game is what sold me on it initially. And then when I played this demo, I'm like, this is absolute garbage oh no it's it was slow uh the controls were were, were kind of wonky um and it just it was one of those games where it they tried too hard to be edgy mm. so you've got you've got this uh you've got this um uh i don't know sergeant or something talking to you over your headset and, uh, you know, she'll come in and she'll say, okay, th- watch out. There's guys coming this way or, you know, something big and coming on radar or, you know, something like that. But every other word is a swear from this person. Oh, no. Not that I don't mind. Yeah. I, you know, it's I, I'm totally fine with things like that. But it felt so forced. Oh. It, you know, it just, it felt like it was, tri- it, this was like, it felt kind of like a late 90s, early 2000s where everything was extreme and hardcore and mm. crazy and over the top and it was, but they they absolutely failed at that type of presentation, which is interesting because there was a rumor that this game was finished for a long time, uh. and that Konami had just sat on it for a while, um, not knowing what to do with it, and then finally, finally, they were just like, you know what, let's let's just push it out and get it <laughs> get it out of our. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so, a Konami move. Is it just like a yes. generic third person shooter? Is that what it is? Yeah, oh. it's it's a generic top down, uh, you know, isometric, uh, oh. you know twin stick uh shooter and it's but it's it's 
it's just bad. Ugh. Is this a, it really is. Is this a Switch exclusive or is this coming out? No, it's it's on the other systems too. Yeah. So yeah, it, I was I was severely dis- I, I'm glad they released the demo. So thank you, Konami, for releasing the demo. <laughs> really, really, really appreciate that. You saved me thirty bucks. Um, but uh, it's yeah, ugh, not 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 a fun experience. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other hand, though, I did I did dive into the backlog and I played Resident Evil Revelations too. Oh, do you have yeah. all the episodes, Mike? Yeah, I I, I bought the physical copy. So. <gasps> yeah. Do the episode uh, breaks? How does that work? Because this was initially an episodic game, right? Yeah, it's still episodic. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I played the first Revelations on the 3DS. It was one of my favorite games. I loved Resident Evil Revelations on my 3DS. Uh, and then I um. I think I bought the uh, that add-on for it. Do you remember when they had that big honking uh, extra analog stick, the Circle Pad Pro add-on for for the 3DS? I bought <laughs> yes. that just to play Resident Evil Revelations oh on the 3DS. But um, Revelations 2, man, am I enjoying this game. And I only went through the first chapter, and I know there's only like four chapters, but it took me a while. It took me about two and a half hours to get through uh, this first chapter. And I didn't even get all the collectibles and everything. I loved how, uh, how the story was. Um, I, lo- I love that it made me feel like I was playing a Resident Evil 4 game again. Mm. Uh, That's awesome. With, yeah, it didn't feel like Resident Evil 5 or 6. It was, it was a lot slower. Uh, you know, you're, you had to be more uh, methodical with, uh, you know, with aiming. I love being able to switch between the two characters and the one um, Moira uh, uses a crowbar because she refuses to use a gun. Uh, so using her to to not to hit a zombie with a gun and then following up with um, with Claire uh, to to do a finishing blow is just some real fun uh, combos that uh, that you can do. And then when I get through the um, when I get through the first part of the chapter, then it goes to another. It, it basically it rewinds and you go through almost the same level with Barry. Uh, which is my all-time favorite Resident Evil character. Interesting. Um, Barry Burton from Resident Evil 1. Him and his partner character, who's a little girl, and that he that he uh, inexplicably meets on this on this uh, prison island. And um, as you're one going does. through the same... As yeah. one does. <laughs> In the Resident Evil world, yeah, it's not surprising. Uh, and I'm going through the same, uh, the same level, and I'm like, oh, I remember this from earlier. And um, it's just the... Uh, Getting through that first uh, chapter uh, again, it was so much fun. Uh, it reminded me of like Alan Wake in terms of the uh, the chapter, uh, and then the one, th- and that's what I really loved too. Is that okay, I'm like, okay, you know what? This chapter's over. I can put the controller down and go do something else, and I can come back to it because when you start the next chapter, it says previously on Revelations, mm. so then it kind of recaps what uh, what you did in that in that first chapter. Um, but it's uh it's 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 a blast to play i uh, i'm really enjoying it so far so i'm hoping to uh to continue that and to keep going do you swap characters on the fly mic you can there's some parts where you can't okay where it won't let you so but, it's like uh, context sensitive you can switch in some spots and not in others yeah majority of spots you can switch but there's some where you're um you're playing as that character for a reason so you have to uh get through that one section before you can swap back I gotcha. Is there like a shop like Resident Evil 4? Are you buying upgrades and ammo and stuff? I no. Well, okay. So that's a good question. At the end of each chapter. Um, so depending on 
um, how many, so you can find like the, the different gems and the gems are worth uh, BP. I don't know that that's their form of currency. Mm-hmm. And you can also do things. There's in game, um, achievements for each chapter. Mm-hmm. And if you do all those that you do, you get, there's uh there's, there's bronze, there's silver, gold, uh, uh, different metals that you can get. And then whichever one you do, like there was one that says, um, you know, kill 10 zombies with headshots or, um, right. kill 10 zombies with melee or things like that. So, um, you get BP points by doing that as well. Uh, there's also, they brought back, I love this. They brought back the medallions from resident Evil ah, five, yes. those shiny blue, awesome shields that you have, that are hidden really well throughout the game that you have to shoot. Uh, so you get points by doing those as well. And at the end of each chapter, you can use those points to level up, um, your characters now it's in terms of leveling up there's different things you can do there's things like um make uh make your shots more powerful of course but then there's one that says increases damage while crouching oh uh there's one that's there's one that says evade quicker or there's one that says uh momentary invincibility after crouching like very interesting different types of uh perks And uh, so then you can you can um, unlock those and level those up as well. Um, The other thing is hidden throughout the game. There's uh, and I think they did this in the first Resident Evil Revelations. There's uh, there's gun packs that you can find. And if you find a workbench, you can go to that workbench and each gun pack when you open it is its own thing like damage plus one point five or times one point five or loot boxes. No, not well. (laughs) I mean, you open a box and there's some loot in there. You're not paying for it. I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, Or things like a larger uh, capacity or faster reloading. And you can take those out and add them to to your different guns as you see fit. So I immediately, I'm like, oh, I I got this fast reload. And I'm like, all right, you're going right into into my uh, shotgun. Or the one that had higher capacity. I'm like, you're going right into my, um, my Magnum. You know, interesting. So yeah, there's there's some good uh, customization in there. Uh, I, there were there were I did get a couple of jump scares, which I haven't had in a while. Ooh. So that was that was fun. Yeah. Um. So I uh, am absolutely having a blast with that because I, I need to get my Resident Evil. I got I got to get through. Hold on, I'm looking at my backlog. <laughs> uh, I got to get through Resident Evil Revelations two. I got to play. I still have to get through Resident Evil six. Uh, and I got to go through Resident Evil 7 now that I have a VR, and I still got to do the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh my goodness. And then they just announced that other Resident Evil Left 4 Dead type game, so hooray me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, and then that's, and then other than that, I'm just playing Tetris 99 so much that when I go to sleep, all I see are dropping blocks, and that's not even a joke. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta calm myself down. Like I even started watching. There was a Tetris night. There was a, a Tetris uh, tournament on Twitch yesterday. I was watching that. So I, oh my gosh, I read this thing one time, um, and I don't remember where I read it, but they were talking about what Tetris shows for people with brain damage and memory problems, because they would have these people who have severe uh, memory loss, and they would have them play Tetris during the day. And then they they talk to them later, and the people would describe seeing these colored blocks, like when they close their eyes. Yet they didn't remember playing the game, oh, but wow. they still hmm. somewhere in their brain they registered having seen it. Weird. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
That's interesting, too, because my wife swears she told me to take out the garbage while I was playing Tetris. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, Mike. Nice. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's all I played. Okay, cool. Uh, for myself, uh, I mentioned this before, but I've been playing Link's Awakening. I got that on Friday. Oh, so you actually got a copy. I did get a copy. (laughs) Since it was, your pre-order was canceled. Uh, Yeah, well, so I called them up on Friday. So I thought it came out on Thursday and I didn't get anything. I didn't get an email. I didn't get a call. I didn't get anything. And I said, oh, man, things are going to go. I'm going to tell you, poop is going to hit the fan right now because (laughs) if it's still canceled. And I went to my online and it said, you don't have any pre-orders. I'm like, oh, I do. Oh, I do. (laughs) And then I realized it came out on Friday. And I said, okay, I'll give them until Friday. So I called them up on Friday. And I said, hey, I pre-ordered Link's Awakening. And I also pre-ordered the Amiibo. I paid for the Amiibo up front. Do you have that in for me? They're like, yep, it's right here. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I went in. And when you pre-order, you get a poster. And I said, hey, do I get one of those posters? And they said, yeah. And they opened it. They opened the package. So apparently, they weren't giving out any posters to anybody at this point. What? Yeah. And I said, "Oh, am I the first person that's getting a poster?" And they had like I don't know, like the the package came probably with like sixty of these posters, right? Yeah. Probably more than they had of games. And they said, "Yeah, do you want to?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> I guess, yeah." And they're like, "Okay." And then the guy behind me said, "Well, I'm here for the game too." And they're like, "Okay, cool. Did you pre-order it?" And he said, "No." And he said, "Well, we're all out of copies." like oh man so again it makes me think that they only had enough copies for the pre-orders which is weird especially with a big game like legend of zelda right links yeah i mean links the remake of links awakening i will say i always get that game mixed up <laughs> even even before the show i was talking to mike about this and i got it mixed up i get this game mixed up with link to the past all the time i don't know why but i think it's because i i played them about the same time but i I played Link's Awakening, but I and I have it on my 3DS, but I don't remember much of the game at all. But oh, I'm really okay. enjoying it. I was going to ask you, Roger, if you could recognize whether or not like the areas are one to one exact replications of they, the original. I, as far as I remember, they are. I mean, outside of the obviously the graphics and everything, but so you Surely could pay forty-five dollars more for the same game. Well, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's $45 more for the adorable factor. Yeah. Exactly, Christian. Um surely somebody will do a side-by-side comparison. Yeah. I think I've seen a couple and it does look the same, but you've got the dungeon creator in there too. Yes. So Yeah, the dungeon creator. That you have to have the amiibo for. <laughs> yeah. Which I do. So Good job, yeah, Roger. That but- <laughs> makes it like 75 bucks. <laughs> For the game that's exactly the same, just cuter. <laughs> it is good. Can though. I come to your defense, Roger? Yes, please. It's a snarky comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> wow! Thanks for defending <laughs> me. That was great. Thanks no, no, no. Okay, is that that's 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 about the same amount as five copies of Arkham, right? Oh, oh nice, Mike. Oh, that's good. <laughs> nice job. Gotta, Thanks, Mike. Sorry, I got. I, I, I had to come to Roger Roger's age there. Uh, I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I bought, I got the game and the Amiibo too. Oh, yeah. So, no, it's good. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun game. 
It's probably like replaying it because, like I said, I played it a long time ago, but I don't, I never beat it. But playing it, I don't know, maybe it's the cart, the cuteness because it is really cute, but it is probably one of my favorite Zelda games. Just playing it again, like I'd sit there and fish all day. The original one was one of your favorites? No, this, or this one. new this remake. Re- new remake. Oh, okay. It's probably one of my favorite Zelda games. I can sit there and fish all day. It's fun. It's so, like, fun. It's just so fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hate fishing in games. Oh, I love fishing in games. <laughs> oh, man. Mike and I could tell you stories of Red Dead Redemption 2 and how we sat there and fished and all the antics that happened when we were fishing in that game. As a trophy hunter, I've had to do a lot of fishing in games that I didn't necessarily oh, want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing is that they always make there's always like some big incentive that is attached to fishing. Like in um, in Dark Cloud, that's probably the game I spent the most time fishing in because mm. there's this one particular fish that will <laughs> give you you know a particular gem, but you have to use a particular bait and you can only do it yep. a particular time of day, and it's <laughs> just like ah. Uh, JRPGs love that for some reason. They it's are. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so I've been playing that. I've been playing Caravan Stories on the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. So this is a free-to-play game. It was a mobile game. It is still a mobile game that is apparently very popular in Japan. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just no, wanted no. to say how silly it is <laughs> that you have all these games that you've paid for and aren't playing. And then you're like, ooh, a free-to-play game. <laughs> well, okay. So mm. the reason I'm playing this one is because I'm reviewing it, actually. Mm, okay. S- so I was asked, hey, do you want to review the PlayStation 4 port of this game? And, I mean, so I'm going to be open and honest about this. I said, yeah, sure. And they're like, okay, we're going to – so it's it's a free-to-play, but, you know, obviously they have loot boxes and they have loot and stuff. And they're like, okay, we're going to give you a bunch of stuff to help boost your character up right away. And I said, okay. What's the gameplay? Is it like a turn-based RPG? What are we talking? Uh, so it's it's kind of it's it's like an action RPG kind of esque. It's it's still no, it's action RPG and turn-based mixed. It's weird. So when you go into a battle, you uh you can you can let the computer just kind of take over. You can put an auto attack and you just sit there and let everything happen on its own. Or you can take control of it, and then you tell your different characters what, you know, when to attack and what to attack. So, so is it playing. a clicker? Uh, on a mobile, like a clicker. On a, on a mobile, I can imagine like you'd be clicking the buttons on, you know, like the different characters, like under, and they have like um, a cooldown for every one of their attacks. So then you okay. have to click it again to to make them attack again. Yeah, so from what I played of it, the your character auto attacks, but you can move them. So it's when you encounter an enemy in the overworld, it goes to that battlefield, yeah. the small battlefield, and then you can maneuver your character around, but your character auto attacks the enemy. You can turn and that the off. The enemies though. stand in one place. So you can turn that yeah, off. You, you can, can attack them on your own. Yeah. Okay. But even when you turn that off and you attack, it's still like it's still an auto attack, like they still just attack. But then you have to tell them to attack again when their when their cooldown of their attack is done. Oh, okay. So, and the reason I the, what I read online, the reason that that's important is because there's some strategy behind it that you'd want to s- send off certain attacks at certain times. Like your healer, you can set back, and then she can just sit there. You know, you can have them heal when you need it. Um, I will say I've been playing. I played this game for about six hours now or so, and I have half the trophies already. So there's not Ooh. not that many trophies in the game. 
Is but, it platinum? Uh, I don't think there's a platinum. Oh. Yeah. But I was given a lot of loot to help, <laughs> to help, like, boost my character. But I wanted to play it without using any of that loot, just to see what it would have been like to upload, uh, to, uh, to level your character without using any money. And I'm at level, like, 15, and I haven't used any of my loot that they gave me. So, like, the loot that they give you is, like, these gems, and you can use them to level up your character power level your character or power level your weapons or you can buy new weapons and, and such but i haven't used any to do that yet it's okay i mean it i'm actually quite impressed i mean on a mobile like for a mobile game it's actually pretty good and it's actually somewhat deep for a mobile game so i'll be reviewing that in the future but i've been playing that and then the last game I've been playing is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Have you guys heard of this game? Mm-hmm. It's like a, a racing action or something, right? Yeah. Available on Apple Arcade. It is. And on a, on a, well, I think other systems too, but I played on the Switch. But you're right. It's on Apple Arcade. And uh, yeah, so it's like a racer game. And then, so you, the music is really interesting. The music's really good. And your character is like collecting these hearts and you kind of bounce between the different lanes and try to get the highest score for each level. But then there's boss battles, which is cool. I was like, wow, this is neat. There's boss battles in this game. And they take like a simple concept, basic concept of like these like racing games and make them unique and different and add different things to it. It's really a cool game. Mm -hmm. And the art style is really interesting. So it's a racing game. It's a racing game. (laughs) I watched the trailer last night, actually, and I was like, I have no idea what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it didn't it didn't answer any questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, and the story is interesting. It's like a person that like had their heart broken and it like like I don't know, just like I guess cast across time and space. So they broke their heart so bad that it affected time and space across all okay. times and space. I don't know. What a, ba- really what a baby. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It was Did very you say high there's drama. bosses, Roger? Yeah. So are you shooting at them or are you racing them? No. So you uh so you have to hit the buttons at a certain time to okay. like so it's a jump game? over their text. Was that? Yeah, some of it is, yeah. Some of it that part is. That part's kind of confused. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's like but I mean like it's not like it's not like rhythm game like Parappa the Rappa rhythm game. Like they'll be coming at you and then you have to hit a certain button and then you'll jump over their attack and then get like a different gem. I've mean, only fought against one battle, a boss so far, so this is. F- I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what other bosses are like. Oh, so are they like it's interesting? Are they like all the Resident Evil Five game, or where it's like a cutscene and then you just uh, hit the button when it tells the you? Button? Uh, I mean, it's like quick time events. It's quick time events. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I heard that Sinai Wild Hearts was a neat music video, but it was a bit interaction light. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and it's not. It's not hard. <laughs> it's like yeah, he could be a natural at it, so <laughs> he's gonna keep playing. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of those games that's right up my alley. No. But- <laughs> What I do like about the game is that you can sit down and you can, you know, the, the levels are not long, so you can beat one of the levels pretty quickly. And it's really made for, like, people that are looking to get high scores, because they'll give you your score and they rank you, like, bronze, silver, gold level. 
And then you can go back, obviously, and try to beat that level again, uh, the racing level. And then there's bosses. There's bosses after so many. Well, like I said, I think it was like the fifth level or so that I fought my first boss. What does it rank you on? Like, how do you get points? Do you go super fast or push the buttons super good? So when you're racing, there's like little hearts or little gems that you have to collect. Okay. And then you bounce between each lane to get the different gems. Okay. So are you limited to lanes? Is that how this works? Yes. You swap between lanes? Yes. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yep. And then I there's gotcha. there's got to be a limited number of hearts and gems per level. So there's yes. a max score that you can yes. achieve. Yes. And then there's some times where you'll like... One of the levels, the like first level is pretty easy, but the second, third level maybe, I think, where there's like these warp points. So if you hit it, there's warp points on each, there's three lanes, and then there's warp points on, on each side, uh, on the two end lanes. And if you hit one of them, you might warp uh, on the right-hand side and there'll be gems there, but or maybe there won't be, and then you hit the wrong warp and you wanted to stay in the left lane. It, so, I mean, there's some parts where like, oh crap, I missed those gems because I hit the warp and I hit the wrong butt, I hit the wrong warp. So you... It almost like makes you play through it again, so that way you you're like, okay, now I know where the gems are, so now I need to play it again, so I can get those. Entices you to play it again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. The music's good. The music's good. Stories, I mean, interesting. The artwork is interesting. I really like the artwork. Um, so how much did it cost, Charger? Uh, I think it was fourteen ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, something like that. It wasn't too expensive. Oh, I was going to say that seems like a lot. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't <laughs> well, know what for that a game, like. if that's yeah, for for a game that you just said is input light, you know, <laughs> it's I, I I'm going to be honest because you know after playing Gree or we were calling uh-huh. it Gris for forever, <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit wary of games where they seem to their main selling point seems to be their art. Yeah. And you do really don't have any idea about the gameplay. Yeah. Well, I will stream it. You can check us out on twitch.tv slash Gamerheads Podcast. And I'll stream it so that way you can see what the gameplay is like. But yeah, I mean, I can see why people would say this is input. Like, I mean, it's not, like I said, at least where I'm at right now, it's not hard. Maybe it gets more challenging as I, as I go on in the game. But at this point, it's not, it's not hard. But it's interesting. I like it. I mean... But it's okay. I'll admit it's kind of a casualish game. <laughs> you could have saved ten bucks by playing it on your Apple device with well, Apple Arcade. I don't, I don't have an Apple device. You save ten bucks after you shell out a thousand for your iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there what you a go. bargain! <laughs> yeah, what a bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's on the Nintendo. That's why I've been playing on the Nintendo Switch. Actually, Jordan was the reason I've heard about this game, because he tweeted about it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And it's pretty cool. Bye. You go. Well, friend check it at out. at Cryptic Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll post some gameplay, and if and so everybody can see what the game is like. Uh, all right. So, before we go, then, that's, that's what I've been playing. So, before we go, how can people get a hold of us? We'll start with you, Blue. How can people get a hold of you? You can almost always find me on Twitter. My handle is at WritersView, and it's spelled with a Y, so W-R-Y. And then I also have a website, which is WritersView.com. Nice. And Christian, how can people get a hold of you? You can also find me on Twitter at Christian Cubza. You can read my reviews, like the 2,000-word one for Greedfall, which is 2,000 words of me saying the game's pretty good on NewGameNetwork.com. 
or listen to my reviews at GameRantsPodcast.com. Nice. And Mike, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at TC Throwers. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TC Throwers. And you can find the Controller Throwers podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Nice. And listeners, as I said before, you can always get a hold of us. Probably the easiest way is on Twitter. And our Twitter handle is GamerHeadsPC. But you can also send us an email, info at GamerHeadsPodcast, or go to our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. And if you feel so inclined and you want to support us, uh, do check out our Patreon page. We have different tiers. And I just want to give another shout-out to our uh, newest member of the GamerHeads Nation, Miguel, at Sergeant Fit Geek, who supported us on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you can become a member of the GamerHeads Nation and have your name read on the show as well. So do check that out if that's something that you want to help us out with and support the show. We much would very much appreciate that. With that, we will talk to you next week and enjoy your week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So long.